0: It's Thursday, the 18th of January, 2024. Welcome to the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Morning, Michael. Sean, five stories in five minutes. Let's get going. Story number one, the next few months, and probably the rest of the year, really, is going to be all about interest rates and when they will actually start to fall. Now, over the past 24 hours, uh, there have been a few local economists come out and say, it could actually be sooner than you think. Yes, almost all economists think that there won't be any more rate rises. While the majority reckon there
1: will be rate cuts some point this year, probably not until the end of the year. Generally, economists think rates will fall by around 50 basis points in 2024, though there's a fair bit of diversity of opinion given the uncertain times. Now, critical to the view is inflation. And the week after next, official December quarter consumer price Official December quarter CPI figures will be released. National Australia Bank Chief Economist Alan Oster yesterday came out and changed his mind about the next move in rates. He did think they were going to go up, and now he's forecasting no change for most of the year. Beat shares, says David Bassanisi. Yesterday he forecast 60 basis points of rate cuts this year on the back of inflation being lower. The Reserve Bank forecasts. Bank of Queensland's chief economist Peter Monckton, a little bit more cautious, saying falling inflation this year will take the stairs, not the elevator. And AMP Shane Oliver forecasts the first rate cut
0: in June, followed by another one later in the year. Plenty to chew on. Taking the stairs, not the elevator. You've got to love an economist that puts a bit of personality into their predictions.
1: Yeah, it's a very good line.
0: Now, on to story number two, Sean, uh, China has lodged a diplomatic protest over Australia's message of congratulations for Taiwan's new elected president. Yes, it's the latest reason for the Beijing-Canberra relationship to hit rocky waters, though. Things are better than a
1: year ago. Ambassador Zhao Kuan gave his annual address yesterday and said he could not put a date on when China's final trade sanctions against Australian exports would be removed. Earlier in the day, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said he was confident the wine tariffs would be lifted by the end of March. Mr. Zhao said improving defence relations, including joint exercises and personnel exchanges, was one of his priorities for 2024. He said China was ready to continue the momentum towards better ties following the Prime Minister, that's as in Anthony Albanese's, breakthrough visit to Beijing last year.
0: Story number three, Qantas has suffered a further dive in the strength of its once dominant brand, tumbling to, how about this, number 41, among local names, came after a whole bunch of things last year. It was sued for allegedly selling tickets on cancelled flights and angering travellers with its flight credits policy. Yes, that policy was eventually dropped. It's been a sharp fall for the national carrier. Now, Woolworths
1: topped the list of Australia's biggest brands, according to Brand Finance Australia, which looks at the country's strongest and most valuable brands. The survey occurred well before the recent spat over whether the big supermarkets are treating customers fairly. In fact, the annual brand value and strength results are calculated in October. Bunnings topped the brand strength list, followed by IAG-owned NRMA. That overtook Woolies. Woolies came in at number three. Telstra was four, then JB Hi-Fi and Seek. In terms of brand
0: value, Woolies came in at one, followed by Telstra, then Commonwealth Bank and Coles. Story number four, Foreign Minister Penny Wong in a visit to Israel has told the Netanyahu government that Australians have strong concerns about the high numbers of civilian deaths in Gaza, urging Israel to take steps towards a ceasefire. As well as meetings
1: with Israeli Foreign Minister Israel Katz and President Isaac Herzog in Jerusalem, Wong held an emotional hour-long encounter with the families of Israeli hostages being held in Gaza. She flew in from Jordan, having met that country's foreign minister and announced a $22 million boost in Australian aid for Palestinians affected by the conflict. Noting that democracies are held to high
0: standards, Wong said Australians place a high importance on international law. Last one, story number five, iPhones have dethroned Samsung devices, Sean, to become the best-selling smartphone series over 2023. How about this? It is the first time that South Korea's largest company has lost the top spot since 2010. Yeah, so the iPhone accounted for a fifth of global
1: sales, last year, with close to 235 million shipments, according to research firm IDC. Samsung, whose shipments fell sharply last year, sold 227 million, 235 million versus 227 million. Chinese device makers took the next couple of places. Apple benefited from aggressive offers that have enticed a shift towards premium devices last year. Samsung didn't have a very good year. Apple, of course, managed to expand shipments in 2023, despite a lukewarmness warm reception late in the year for the iPhone 15 in China, which is its biggest international market.
0: Okay, there you go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Thursday, the 18th of January, 2024. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed Business News, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed. Have a great day.